And we are here. We are back. We are not live, but we're here. I feel great. We're ready to go. I feel okay. I feel. How can you feel? Only feel okay. It is opening week in the USL. We discussed my medical issues earlier. I just <laughs> got done with boxing, so I am. Okay. We don't have time for that on this no. podcast. No, we don't. But we have plenty of time for the energy. Uh, yes. Um, a record. Week? What is it? Next week? Doesn't the season start next week? This week. This week? This week. Oh, I'm tired. Yes, this week. We play at Swoop Park. Oh. Yeah. Cool. Wow, this is going to be an entertaining podcast. He's going to tell to me say the, To say the least. That's fine. Um, no, uh, for, for real, though. Um, for those of you who uh, watched the preseason, they did see a record-breaking preseason for the club. Yeah. No um, freaking kidding. The past two games we have seen, we're just, you get a goal, and you get a goal, and everyone gets a goal. Yes. We'll, we'll talk a little bit more about the records that were broken um, here in a minute. Um, before we really kind of jump into the preseason, uh, there is one thing that we do need to mention. And that's that the void um, that was left with releasing David Diosa has been filled with uh, Anthony Wallace. Yes. Uh, he is, he plays the same position. Um, he it, It's really a good move, I think, for the club. Yeah, and we got to see him play a little bit uh, at the very last preseason game. They yeah. put him in, what, the last... 15? I I don't know. I lost track. It was it was towards the end of the game, but he got a little bit of playing time and he had some possessions, so we got to see him a little bit in action. Yeah, he 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 sent in a, a pretty dangerous cross. It was kind of it didn't have a whole lot of pace, but I mean it was it, it, if an energy player got it in, into that, then we probably would have scored mm-hmm. six goals, which that would have been the most goals scored ever scored by energy club. But. Yeah, I don't want to break down too much of his performance since we really didn't see too much of it, but I am interested to see how he does in the regular season. Yeah, um, you know, it, it it's a smart move by the club. Um, I feel like that it is it wouldn't hurt the club if we did add more depth on the back line. And he's an experienced player. Yeah, he's very experienced. He. Um, he has experience in the NASL, I believe, but for sure the MLS. Mm-hmm. Um, he had two goals actually in six games for the New York Red Bulls. So I mean, this guy he's he he does have some quality, I believe. So uh, yeah, Tampa Bay Rowdies and Jacksonville Armada. That's where he played last year. So he does have NASL experience. He has MLS experience. Um, he'll have USL experience. So. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's a very good get by the front office. So, kudos to them. Yeah. Um, you know, it, real quick, we are about to break down the preseason for the club. Um, after we break down the preseason, we are going to talk about a Swope Park. And then we're just going to have a little segment at the end called Extra Time. We're just going to be jibber-jabbering about whatever. I have an apology to make in Extra Time. Well, it's not actually... Uh, I guess we can call it extra time. I don't. I don't care. I don't know. It's okay. But um, yeah. It's the name we have for now. I'm fine with it. I don't care. It's fine. But yeah, we'll we'll do that. Um, if there's any Swope Park fans who are for whatever reason listening to this, um, you know, feel free to skip ahead if you would like. If you don't want to listen to the preseason breakdown of the energy, if you just want to hear us talk about Swope Park. Um, you can go ahead and skip uh, towards that section. 
Um, we will post that on the description. Yeah, we'll put a, we'll put a time marker in the description for where we'll start talking about um, the, 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 the actual, actual game. game yeah. yeah, but for right now, we want to talk about the preseason because we love our energy. So, so, but if you want to stick around and hear us ramble about our preseason games against college teams, I mean, feel free. It's going to be a party. Yes. Well, chips. Hey, it, it, we played some USL teams too. I, I mean, some chips. I'm hungry. No. Anyway, continue. Hey, okay. Anyways, let's get started. Okay. Shall we? Yes. Okay. So the energy this year, their preseason record was six one and one, six wins, one loss, one tie. Um, they managed to somehow get 22 goals against, 8 goals against. I say somehow because two of those goals were own goals. So their yeah. team assists us twice. And that, I believe that was from the last two games against I, JBU and Omaha. The one against... Um, the one in the other preseason game against Houston Baptist? Was that JBU. Yeah. JBU? Uh, I think it's JBU, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's... No, wait. It, yeah, Houston it's Baptist. Houston Baptist, yeah. The one against Houston Baptist, uh, definitely I could see how it was an own goal. I was really surprised when they said it was an own goal against Omaha. Yeah. I honestly thought we touched it. I think it's a good call, though, looking at the the replay itself uh, yeah. from the, the club's post, post-match. But it looked really close there it, yeah. it live. That was a really good call by the ref. But, yes, the energy did score 22 goals uh, with two own goals added. Um, they did concede eight goals, which we'll talk about here in a minute. Um, that is a 2.75 average goal average for and one goal against. So, let's talk some records. There are five new records this preseason that I managed to calculate. Um okay. You know, if one of them, probably the least uh, exciting one, but one that we definitely needed this year, um, it was the most preseason games in energy history. They had eight. That beat seven in 2015 and 2016. Mm. I think we needed that because we had a lot of new players. I do too, and I think it's I think it's good to try to. I, I feel like in the past, like preseason went by so quickly, you really didn't, and we had. It just felt like you really didn't have a chance to get any, like, practical practice against other teams other than just, like, in-practice scrimmage. Mm-hmm. Like, it... And the fact that we did have so many new players, I felt like this was necessary. I, I honestly just liked how many we had just because, one, we got to see more soccer before oh, the yeah. season started. Fans, and, fans can't complain. And, two, I feel like we've seen uh, evolution of team... Cr- team chemistry over the short period oh, absolutely. of absolutely yeah this team's been playing outstanding definitely here is late and i feel like the like they were all like reasonably paced apart like it wasn't just like boom 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 like i felt like they had like some time between games to keep injury down and keep fatigue down and give them plenty of time to practice and readjust so i felt like the preseason went over incredibly smoothly and i felt like it was very well planned yeah i i completely agree with you uh you know fans can't complain um i don't think coach could complain either because we had so many different players that the more times that he can see his team uh, in a, a competition against opposing teams the better for jimmy this year so i think this was a, a great job and again hats off to the front office because they scheduled one of these games during the, the preseason mm-hmm. i believe while we were in florida um we scheduled the one on march 11th against uh 
the Baptist, um, Houston, Houston Baptist. Baptist, yes. Mm-hmm. So um, that was a preseason record. Another one that probably isn't a one that we are proud of um, is eight goals conceded. That is the most goals conceded during the, the course of a preseason. But here's what I'm going to say about that. Oh, are you concerned? Yes and no. Yes, in the sense that I would like us to not concede so many goals, just on a basis of I like very good defensive teams. But two, I don't think we were lacking that much defensively. And three, we played more preseason games than we have in the past, so of course there's going to be a higher percentage of goals conceded than in past preseasons. Well, And the fact that we have more goals scored this preseason, I think ratio-wise, I think it's fairly even. Well, um, let me... That, that is a valid point, but this is two more goals scored than in 2015 and 16, which we had six goals conceded. Um, and we only played one more game this year than we did last year. Last two years. True. So, um, But here's... Played more USL teams this year, though. No, I don't think so. Yeah? Uh, I don't know. I have to look that up. I didn't I'm check that. I'm pretty sure we did. We might have. We played four. Yeah. But we also played four colleges. Yeah. Who scored three goals on us. But, 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 fans listening and Ashley, yes. don't be concerned. I'm not. I just said You I shouldn't wasn't. be concerned. Because this club has played with players in the back, back line who were out playing out of position nearly throughout the entire preseason. You had center backs playing at the left and back, um, back left and right back position. You had left and right back positions, uh, players playing in the center back position. You had midfielders playing in their center back position. It was really do anything that you can just to get past the game because this team, uh, had injuries, they had an illness, mm-hmm. uh, primarily while they're in Florida, they had the illness. They had a lot of things that a lot of things that they can't control yeah. uh, come up. But here's what I can tell you. In the games that we had players playing in position, we had two games plus 38 minutes in, in this past game before um, Daly got the red card. After he got the red card, we put in Michael Harris... Mm-hmm. And um, he, or we actually put in Luis Martinez, and we moved uh, Philip. Philip, I, I got that that accent uh, oh, no. accent down from the what we do in the shadows movie. <laughs> Brilliant movie, guys. But um, no, Philip, we moved Philip down to the back line. So, which he has played several times this preseason, but it's still not his position. But when we do have players play in their positions when we had center backs play in a center back position and left and right backs play in a left and right back position which is 218 minutes overall this preseason mm-hmm. two games plus 38 minutes in the Omaha game this team only conceded one goal and that goal was the penalty against Orlando which was caused by the poor positioning of the official which led to the counterattack and then the penalty. Yeah. He was just, he just wanted to be in the action. That I guess game, so. He was in the way, like, I felt like the, like, 
what, three or four times? I can't remember. But, yes. yeah, he, he definitely wanted to be a part of the game. At least show mercy. Maybe he just wanted to show mercy. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that was the only goal conceded whenever we did play players in the right positions in the back line. I don't suspect the energy to have any issues at all uh, in terms of... The, the back line and our players going to play in their positions because I think they're being overcautious with uh, little nicks and knacks injuries. Um, with many of the players, I think everyone's going to be ready to go. And whoever Jimmy has in mind in starting, they will start. So yeah. don't be concerned about that. Um, I, I Yeah. But there are uh, some more. Um, some more. <laughs> That's my Fairfax accent. There are some more um, records that this club did break. Um, they did have the best winning percentage against uh, teams with USL talent or higher. Oh. Or, or, not or, but and. And they also had the highest winning percentage, or not winning percentage, but unbeaten percentage against teams with USL talent or higher. Um, the winning percentage was 50%, and unbeaten was 75%. That is much improved from previous seasons. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think this is the first time that we've had a uh, a positive percentage in terms of unbeaten um, for, you know, for this club mm -hmm. against USL talented teams or higher. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's very impressive. Yeah. No, I completely agree. And even... And even when you look at the margins uh, that we won against college teams, it's like, oh, well, you're playing college teams. You're just, you know, beating up on these poor kids. Considering, you know, Omaha, what, beat us and tied us in the, the past? They, they tied us. They did beat us, but they yeah. did tie us tie last us year. Tied us in the past. I mean, just on that alone. It, but granted, I don't know what their season is like. They could be awful this year and they, make us look really good. They, they might be awful, but it regardless, it's hard to score five goals in a game, regardless yeah. of who you're playing. You shouldn't necessarily take a college team for granted. Shouldn't you, Swope Park? More on that later. Ooh. But, but, Ooh. but, um, you know, it, you go out and you perform in, in a manner in which you're expected to and really even uh, exceed expectations you don't ever go into a game thinking your your team's going to score five goals. You you go in maybe at three at the most. Yeah. So they, they exceeded my expectations in yeah. both games. Yeah, and not to mention, we were noticing some of the players on Omaha's team are huge. Oh, they're physically gifted. That 15 was taller than most of our players and were just built. I was like, Jesus Christ, where did they find this kid? Yeah, they had some very physical physically gifted athletes yeah. on that team they're a very physical bunch um overhaul it, it, it's a common opponent for us we always play them in the preseason um but man i mean i don't remember them being this big yeah. i mean i thought it was really cool that they had a bunch of family members come and yeah. back for a while i thought omaha was going to have more fans at the game than we did because they had a big group they all came in and they all sat together i thought that was really cool yeah it was a good turnout too mm -hmm. and i believe that was the first time that the uh, the club played at any major university mm -hmm. and um what better place than norman the beautiful, beautiful pitch. So I've gone to the OSU one, you know, a couple times. And, I mean, it's it's nice, but OU, I will say OU's is quite a bit nicer than OSU's. Yeah. Just the facilities alone are really 
really nice. I think both teams were impressed. Um, mm-hmm. Really, Omaha, they're really impressed looking at their Twitter account after and during the game. Um, they, they took pictures, and, you know, they're talking about the Bermuda grass. Something that you don't see a whole lot anymore in, in this sport is, is grass or something that is almost a rarity at times. So, I mean, it was it, – it, it's very, very nice. Um, I, I knew that going in. i seen the field before. They use the same grass that they do at the football stadium, so yeah. it, well, very nice. I mean, if you've got grass that's that's nice and it's well-kept, you have money, and one thing OU has is money. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Anyways, that's 7% yeah. tuition, increase in tuition. I know, I know. We're getting off topic. Yeah. Okay, um, there are two records that the club did break that I think will get fans excited, rightfully so. One of them, we were trying to count down as we were uh, watching the Omaha game. Mm-hmm. Um and they managed to do it with the last goal that was scored. The The energy in this preseason scored the most goals in preseason in club preseason history with yeah. 20 goals. This beat their previous record at 19 set back in 2014. Uh, a preseason in 2014 in which the club only faced collegiate teams. Yeah. So, the, you know, that was... Very impressive. I'm sure that gets a lot of fans excited. But what should get fans even more excited is that the the energy this preseason also conquered another preseason record. And that is that in 2014, the same year in which the team scored 19 goals, they had 10 different players that scored. This year, the energy shattered that record with 12 different players scoring. So It's awesome. Yeah, I mean... It, it really tells you how well of a job this this front office did in the course of the off season, mm-hmm. bringing in players. You know, we, the energy had five players from last year that scored, six players that are new that scored, and a trialist that scored. Um, it, it it really opens up the game. Even for the older players, once you have uh, the talent and the diversity that this team now has. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it could cause major issues for anybody that plays that plays them. Oh, yeah. But... Well, I, I much better prefer to have a team that I feel like... I don't like the idea of having... And, and granted, a couple years ago when Danny Koenig was leading the USL in scoring overall and was definitely our, our star player, that was all well and good and fun to have. But I would much rather have a team with diversity and the fact that we can count on more than one person to score a goal. Mm-hmm. I think, especially if something is to happen to that person or if, you know another team figures that out and blocks them out we it, it's not the end of the world because we're so diverse and we're so well-rounded yes uh, you know I, I got more on that on notes but i'll mention mm-hmm. that here in a minute um in terms of what this team has or what they're capable of or what they did show during the preseason um but you're right. I mean, it's better to have multiple players who are capable of scoring instead of one guy. Mm-hmm. And it really it, it really relieves the stress that that player does have. Um, I really think Wolchek and I think that Kuna will both have a very uh, much improved seasons from last year yeah. because of that. 
uh, and that's something that I said if you remember on the very first episode. Mm-hmm. But, you know, knowing how this team, you know, they, they shattered the, the preseason record of most goals scored and players, you know, scoring. The, mm-hmm. Those got to get energy fans excited. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, you know, that one thing a fan loves is goals. Yeah. And it looks like that this team has the, that capability, that style of play. No, I agree. I think... Uh, do I think we could still be a little bit more um, aggressive in the box? Um, yes. But do I think that we are taking more chances and working better as an overall unit? Yes, and I'm very, very pleased with that. Yeah, we're, we're definitely not per- perfect. We've seen that in the St. Louis game. That was the only time this club failed to score a goal. Mm-hmm. We were extre- extremely close some t- at times, but we definitely weren't, weren't perfect. Um, and we're still not perfect, but this team is at a much better place uh, this year, I think, than what they were last year. Mm-hmm. Last year, heading into the season, we had we were limping into the season. Season, uh, after having a losing um, preseason um, and drawing Omaha, mm-hmm. and this year we we beat Omaha in really stunning fashion. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, you, you just gotta, as a fan and as a player, you, you gotta really kind of feel what Jimmy said, and that's you, you gotta have a humbling confidence mm-hmm. um, heading into the season because this has been a very successful preseason. Uh, on the pitch and also um, in terms of injuries, there wasn't any significant injuries, at least that we know of. Mm-hmm. So it was a very successful preseason. With that being said, what are your thoughts? What did you learn this preseason? Well, let's see. How about you go first? Because I need to collect my thoughts. Okay. Well, I learned that we we have size, we have strength, we have athleticism, um, speed that we didn't have last year. We, you know, we, we're it seems like that we're a much better team overall. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that it, we have now the talent and the skill and all the different logistics on this team to actually now compete and win the USL Cup. Mm -hmm. I'm not suggesting that we will. We don't know. But I think we do have the talent to do so. Mm -hmm. Now, with all this being said, the USL is so much tougher Mm -hmm. than what it was last year. Mm -hmm. You have you know players you know that are coming in from all over the country um one that comes to mind is bravo yeah uh, from shivas he is now playing with the phoenix so you have a whole bunch of different players this is a totally different league um it's going to be very interesting to see what happens um but this team i think has made the right changes uh, the right moves during the course of the offseason and I think that they are in a very good position right now to uh, really get off to a fast start, which is critical because on paper, this is an extremely difficult start this season. I think some of my takeaways are I think we are in a much better position in our midfield than we have been in past seasons. Um, I think uh, we were a little worried when we uh, lost Cyprian Hendrick that we are going to have uh, some holes in our defense, but I think we, uh, especially with like Guzman, I think that we have a fairly, uh, fairly competent and strong defense to where I don't. You think, mean Fink? Fink, yes. Yeah, you said Guzman. I said Guzman. Sorry, I meant Fink. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I know Fink. who you meant. Yeah, you know who I meant. 
I get them confused, and I don't know why I get them confused. I'm sorry, Fink and Gooseman. Um, but I think we uh, are doing... I think we have the people in place to where we still have a strong defense, which was one thing I worried about whenever we lost him. Um, I think we are much more aggressive with scoring. I, I have noticed, and this is something I want to talk about later, I feel like we're a lot more comfortable making shots farther back than we are up close. I think we're still a little hesitant uh, when we get inside the box, um, but I think that we are working off of each other well. I feel like people are taking chances. I feel like people are connecting well. I feel like our crosses this year are much, much better than they were last yeah. year. And I think offensively, I think this is the best offense we've seen so far. Well, let me tell you something about this club, and this may also be a, a record for the preseason, mm -hmm. uh, but to tell you how dangerous this team really is, uh, we've we seen gore, uh, not gores, <laughs> we've seen goals. I don't even know what a gore is. We've we, oh. we seen goals from inside the 18-yard box. We've seen goals from outside the 18-yard box. We've seen goals coming from crosses. We've seen goals coming from corners. We've seen the penalty. We've seen goals coming from set pieces. We've seen a goal from a free kick this past mm -hmm. weekend. Which was gorgeous. The, this team has literally scored in every single way possible. The only thing that this team did not do yet, the score, is uh, they didn't chip the keeper and they didn't have a volley. But every, yeah. every, everything else, in terms of on the field... Are you and, sure we didn't have a volley? I thought we had one real early in the preseason. We might have. We had a couple in the first game in the preseason. We well, I don't know. We we had a corner kick. I'm pretty sure several we corner did. kicks. I I don't know, but I might be wrong. But yeah, yeah this team and uh, you know, real sim simply put, this team can score in a lot of different ways with a lot of different players and put a lot of stress on a team that we're going to see this Saturday that has two first-time or first-teamer USL standouts at center backs, mm -hmm. but huge question marks, I think, on the left and right back position and at goalkeeping. But we'll, we'll talk about that later, though. Um, you really think it's that big of a question on who's going to be the goalkeeper? Well, for for Swoop Park, yes. Oh, for Swoop Park, sorry. Yeah, it, it, they lost. The, well, again, we'll oh, talk. Oh yeah, that's true. We'll, we'll talk. We'll get to that. Yeah, we'll yeah. get to that here in a minute, though. But um, you know, Jimmy can experiment with many different formations, as we have seen mm -hmm. during the course of this preseason. Last year, he was he was kind of experimenting because we couldn't get the offense rolling, and then I think he just said, "We're just going to have to." <laughs> Um, just, this is what we have. Yeah, this is what we have. So here, let's let's do this. And he he kind of kept the same formation from midseason on into the end of the season. Um, Which, granted, I'll give him credit. He kept it from falling apart. Yeah, it didn't look great, but it could have been really bad. But so I, I give him props for that. I mean, we 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 seen that that formation that he installed last year. We seen a, a you know a four three three. We, I believe we also seen a four five one. Uh, we we seen many different formations, and Jimmy really can experiment with all these different types of formations, mm -hmm. different types of players within these formations, mm -hmm. and really, it's not. This is this team doesn't only pose a stress to the opponent on the pitch, but also poses a huge stress right now for any coach 
Definitely within the early parts of the season. But I feel like one thing that's interesting when we see them switching up formations, it feels like now more that when we see them switch up formations, oh, this is a new tool in our arsenal. We're going to tweak some things and see how well we do here. Last year, it was like trying to like, like put a put a peg in a like in a round hole. We're like, okay, well, let's try this one and see if it works. Oh nope. Well, let's move it around and let's yeah. let's try this one. But now it feels like it's more of like a tactic of ooh what if we do this and try this and go with this approach? It feels more tactical rather than, well, let's try and fix it. Or at least it feels that way to me as a fan watching it. When I see them switch up the formation, I don't panic. I don't go, well, let's let's see how this works. I feel like there's, I feel like it's more of a positive now because of the team we have that we can do that without trying to play damage control, but rather find new strengths against our other opponents especially if the way they're set up i think it i think this is more of a positive now when i see them mix up formations than in the past so you're saying that this team now looking at different formations are not just trying to figure out a way how to score a goal they're trying to figure out a way how to put more stress in an opponent yeah i agree because this team has players that you know the the players and adept that this team has this year it opens the door uh, for many different opportunities for mm-hmm. that Jimmy Nielsen can capitalize on in terms of formation, in terms of tactics. Um, he, he has a lot of different things he can do, and it could be very stressful for the opposing coach. Um, we, we really don't know what to expect from the team in terms of formations uh, heading up into this Saturday because there are so many different formations that have been thrown out. But... Um, you know, we're, we're going to try to pick a starting 11 here in a minute, but, you know, nothing is set in stone with this team. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. Do you have any concerns with this club? Because this club didn't play perfect. Um, well, I, I mentioned a little bit earlier, I think that, and I noticed it more in this last game than I have in the past, I feel like the closer we get to the goal, I feel like... We're seeing really good chances a little bit farther out. Like, we have people that are willing to take those shots if they see them open, but there are times that we just get super close and we'll cross it instead of shoot when I feel like... But maybe it's just a perspective thing. Maybe down there it doesn't look as open as it does to us. I I don't want to just be like, oh, well, they're just not taking chances. Like, I don't know how it looks down there, but I feel like there have been times where I'm like, I don't know why you're holding it. I don't know why you're passing it back out when there is clearly a window of opportunity. Uh, uh, What she's referring to is, uh, you know, Miguel's goal, um, which he scored. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was uh, Jackson or Dixon, but whoever it was, they did have the ball nearly next to the the goal, but there was a defender in front, and he kind of did a couple of, uh, you know, fancy footwork. And he crossed the ball over to Miguel. Miguel took the shot and scored. Mm-hmm. It was a goal, so it was good. But the question is, will the will they be able to do that against a, a team at the caliber with, with the USL? Yeah. I don't know if they will be able to. So I I see where that concern. I see where you are concerned. Um, I don't think it's a huge red flag. But if you were going to have me pick out a concern that I can think of off the top of my head, that's one. So you think that the the player should be pulling the trigger quicker? Yeah, 
I think there are opportunity. I, I'm not going to say every single time because there are some times and I can't think of, you know, there are sometimes I think looking back that I'm like, okay, I see why you're doing that. There was a better opportunity over here. It it makes sense in hindsight and they're professionals. So, I mean, I, I, I can see what they're thinking. I can't see what they're thinking, but I'm saying I understand their logic afterwards. I'm like, okay, well, that makes sense. Don't shoot it now. This, this made more sense. But there are some times where I just kind of sit and wonder, like, why aren't you pulling the trigger? You're here. This is, it's, it's fairly open in my eyes up in the stands. I don't know what it looks like down there, but I just, there are times I just get frustrated where I feel like those opportunities should be taken. I think perspective is something that you definitely got to take in consideration. Yeah. And he, there, in his defense, there was guys who were in front of exactly. him and plus the keeper. And you got That's gotta, why I feel kind of bad when I'm like, oh, well, it's so open. I'm when, like 20 feet in the air. When the keeper is in good position, like he was, I believe, um, and you have a defender in front, you're not going to get that ball past the keeper. You're not going to be able to shoot off a rocket yeah. or at least one that will hit the near upper corner because there's a guy standing in front. I mean, it, it almost seemed like the only thing that he probably could have done at the time was to um, send in a, a low cross. Mm-hmm. Really, it wasn't even a cross. It was just kind of a, a, a pass back to mm-hmm. Miguel who was in much better position. The keeper was out of position because he was helping the defender mm-hmm. and uh, Miguel nailed it. Yeah. But, but I mean, But I'm yeah. speaking of more instances, instances than that. Where yeah, I just, no. I, it, it, it just feels like we could be a little little quicker on the draw. But I'm but at the same time, I feel like we're so much more improved than last time that I, I, I feel like this is such a nitpick of mine considering I feel like they... I feel like for all those times that I'm like, ah, I wish they would have taken it, there are chances where I feel like they are taking. So I feel like it's kind of a nitpick because mm-hmm. I can't really think of anything super glaring. I think that's my biggest nitpick. Yeah. And it's really not that big of You know, I, I think they, they've done a pretty good job. On you know on that so I, I'll I'll disagree with you but you can disagree with me here in a second because yeah. I got two concerns okay. so you get ready to disagree with me if you want okay. of course um, you know I think that this team has an issue with dealing with the press when they're facing the press no I agree with that um, you know the theory for example in the first thirty minutes they they looked very bad that was the worst that I think we we've, we've seen this team. Mm-hmm. Um, it was because of the pressure. But, I mean, in the last two um, halves, which is weird because, you, you know, three 30-minute segments, who would have ever thought in this sport? <laughs> but, okay, anyways, in the last 60 minutes, I should say, um, we, we, we didn't... We, we, we did better. Yeah. We improved. We, we did a better job in terms of handling the press. Uh, we we went to several different com- combinations and um, really put pressure on the Fury. And it, it made me, after that game, despite the result, it made me feel like that we were a much better team because we created the, the more quality chances. We didn't rely on a goal that Lorendi would stop 9 out of 10 times, and yeah. we didn't rely on the penalty kick. Um, so I thought in, a, in the, the play, uh, the run of play, we were a much better team. Um but, you know, another thing, though, uh, we did give up two penalties this year in this preseason. Yeah. So uh, I think that's 33% of the games we gave up a penalty. Yeah. No, 25, right? Two I, games, eight, I yeah, 25. Math. So, yeah, we, we did give up um, two penalties 
in eight games, so that's not uh, great. Even though the one against Orlando should have never happened because it ricocheted off the official. But and those both happened in Florida too, so I don't know how much of that has to be with the uh, replay booth that they tested out. I that's I don't know. And I think that was around the time people were having flus. But I mean, we can make excuses and ponder all we want. At the same time, it's still not good. Yeah, it's still at the end of the day, it's still two penalties. So that mm-hmm. that's not great. The players, I think, has to do a little bit better job inside the box defending, um, yeah. or or chasing and defending the counterattack. Um, but um, you know, chemistry in the back line is definitely a concern. Mm-hmm. I think for me, it is. Um, but I think there's a way how Jimmy can combat that, and I'll explain when we predict our starting eleven. Okay. So do you I'm know? only gonna throw out a couple people because okay. I'm not gonna pretend to know everyone. But there are some people I think definitely will be, and there. Do we want to say who we think won't be? No. If we think anyone's gonna be taken out, or do we just want to? Do do, just who? Just who? Just who do you think will be? Okay. Well, yep. I'm only gonna throw out maybe like four or five. Okay. Oh, I'm I'm gonna throw throw out a whole starting eleven. Well, aren't you, Mister Overachiever? Um, and you know this starting eleven looks very familiar to the starting eleven that we've seen with Omaha. There are a few exceptions, and the reason why I did that when I was confused, there's a couple times you can see from my paper, my mm-hmm. notes. There's a couple times I really didn't know who was going to be in this position, but I gave the benefit of the doubt to the person who started, um, you know, this past weekend because Jimmy Nielsen said that he felt like this is potentially the starting 11, but he did went on to say that we have really a, a starting 22 or a best 22. We don't have a best 11. Mm-hmm. And that's very true with this team. Yeah. It really it spans more than just 22 because there's more than 22 players on this team. That's why I'm only picking five. But we, we definitely have a very deep team. Um, who knows who's actually going to start. There are players who I'm not going to mention that could easily be put in that position and do just as well Maybe even better. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, th- this team seems it seems like they're extremely, extremely deep. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, here, nonetheless, here's my starting 11. Okay. Um, you know, a keeper, Cody Lorendi. Oh, yeah. Uh, my back four, I have Alex Dixon. Or not Alex Dixon, sorry. I have Richard Dixon. Richard Dixon. We have two Dixons now. It's going to take me some time. Um, we, I have Richard Dixon, Sam Feig, Cody Andrews, and Kyle Highland. And I think this is what Jimmy can do to combat the, the chemistry, the lack of chemistry at the back line. Because Sam Feig and Richard Dixon played with each other throughout games last year at St. Louis. Cody Andrews and Kyle Highland has played throughout last year in games with the energy mm-hmm. and then Sam Feek and Cody Andrews who play will be playing next to each other of course the two center backs um they played in several preseason games with each other so I feel like if you want to go with the safest bet and probably maybe even the the best bet you know, th- these are the guys to do it but yeah. you know it, it's tough because you still have Harris you, you have the this Anthony Wallace guy yeah, daily. I mean, those guys could easily step up and. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it could change. It definitely anything has the potential to change throughout the year. But I feel like 
since they just brought Wallace on and we barely got to see him play, I'm I'm going to very much doubt he'll be a starter in the first game. Oh, not in the first game. I agree. Uh, I think Harris, and Harris has that foot throw too. Yeah. I mean, he, he's not only much improved on his defensive skills, but he has that the weapon of a foot throw, something that can't be emulated in practices the week leading to yeah. the match against the energy. So, you know, I... Yeah, I agree with you on that. And, it, you know, Daly, too. I, I haven't really seen Daly a whole lot, uh, unfortunately. Unfortunately, he also got the red card um, during the last preseason game. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, that's just who I have at the back line. For the midfield, I have uh, Philip Corvo Rubius and Guzman. And then... I feel like you're just going to pick everyone who I already have. So well, I'll tell you if there's anyone different. Um, the the top three, the top, uh, the attacking, the forwards. Um, I have Alex Dixon, Wolchek, and Miguel Gonzalez. Yeah, you legitimately have everyone I have. Yeah, I mean it, it. It's it's tough though because you know the midfield is extremely difficult. the The front is pretty difficult also to try to figure out who's going to be playing and who's not. I feel like... Because, think about Daniel Gonzalez had a great preseason. Yeah. Um, You had Jose Barril and Luis Martinez, who are both extremely good with the corner kicks, and they both had a pretty good preseason as well, and I didn't even put either one in the starting lineup. That It's possible that they'll be starters. I wouldn't be shocked. Well, yeah, and if, I, if, if it happened, I won't be just like... Poor choice. I'm not going to be like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, you know, there's not really a poor choice. No, there really isn't. I mean, it just depends what Jimmy wants to do that day, what he wants to do tactically, uh, who he thinks, you know, watching film against the opposing team, who he thinks could capitalize against this opponent. So, you know, he definitely has plenty of options. Uh, I'm excited nonetheless. But, you know, one more thing, though, real quick. Uh, about the energy. Um, it, this is exciting. Fans listening to this podcast, you may be listening to this now and be excited about later later tonight. You may wait and listen to this and think, oh, I want to skip this part because I already know. But the club is officially releasing their jerseys tomorrow. Well, t- today, I guess, at the time this is going to be released. Gotta be better than St. Louis's release. Yeah, okay. Oh St. Louis doesn't look great. That was a train wreck. But but they are releasing their jerseys uh, at six forty five on their Facebook Live. So tune in on Facebook Live, check it out. I'm sure if you don't have Facebook, if you only have a Twitter, they will post it on Twitter um, yeah. within within an hour after the big reveal. But um, you know nothing's like seeing it in, in live. Now, they did have a sneak peek. I We've already seen it before. I already have it popped up for you, just in case. What what do you think? It looks like there's some kind of uh, plaid pattern. I wonder if it's on the sleeves. Like, it looks like the body is like a... Okay, so what I'm looking at, uh, for since people can't see, uh, we're looking at what looks like majority uh, kind of a royal blue 
with uh, lime green, and it looks like, because that looks like a seam, which makes me think that it's going to be a, a checkered pattern arm, because it looks like a checker pattern with a um, solid body, and then a, uh, it looks like, I mean, that looks like the um, Fidelity, Bank. Fidelity Bank logo, so it looks like it's going to be lime green logo. I'm going to say uh, checkered or patterned sleeves, solid blue body. And I think that's what we see with the the one with the energy logo. The picture is a checkered pattern. I think they actually heard me talking about uh, Houston Baptist uh, University's jersey because I said I love their, their checkered pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the checker pattern. You know, I think they only showed us one jersey. For those of you who are unaware, we have three new kits coming out this year. I believe the one that they showed us, if I had to guess, is the new alternative. And I believe that the home jerseys and away jerseys are going to look very similar to what they did in previous years. I guess my only problem is, and this is coming from, I, I, I'm a professional marketer, and I'm looking at this green... And it looks cool, but it doesn't look on brand. Like, it looks... It's too lime. Like, like, and it looks very odd when you have this dark, heatherish kind of green. Well, not really heather green, but like this dark, like, true green in our logo. And then you have this electric green on the... It, it doesn't look like it's on brand. Uh, that's a good point. I do see that... Which it's, if that's, if it's what I'm imagining in my head, it's going to look cool, but it's not energy colors. It's the, it's the wrong shade. And that kind of bothers me from, from seeing what we see. Um, I remember a while back, uh, the Thunder was voted one of the worst branded professional teams. And I get that because their uniforms are just a hodgepodge mess. Like some of them looked like really dark colored and some of them looked on brand and there's a bunch of colors in the logo i don't want our team to look like that because it just it looks messy well you know i and this could just be me as a marketer just being like super super I, anal about know, colors yeah i think you're just being anal because as a fan i don't care roma came out to last year with a gray jersey and, you know, that obviously represented the you wolf. You are much better on the soccer talk, but I know my marketing. I'm going to tell you, if it's off-brand, I'm going to be slightly sad. But I think the design will be cool. Yeah, I, you know, I think, uh, you know, obviously we don't know. We, we don't know really what to expect with the, the new jerseys. Um, we're just going based off what we can see with the pictures. I do think, though, again, the home and away jerseys are going to be very similar. I think that... Um, the the sneak peek one is going to be the alternative, and I think it looks like it does appear to be a checkered sleeve. Yeah. Um, makes you wonder about the shorts. Is there going to be checkers within the shorts? Okay, I have no idea. Shorts that might be much. I don't know. That's a bit much. I don't know. We'll wait and see. It, it you shouldn't be judging until you see it. So we'll have to wait and see. But you know, I it doesn't bother. I mean. Since you brought it up, I I can see that now that mm-hmm. the the shades of green are different. But as a fan, it doesn't bother me. If it looks cool, I'm gonna get it. Yeah, and I think it'll look cool. It's just I want us to have a very strong identity in like, and colors go along with. It. But again, that's just me being super anal about colors because it's my job. Yeah. Um. So I, and that's just me. The electric green looks really cool. It's just, it kind of bothers me that it's not energy green. Well, you also got to think about this, you know, playing devil's advocate. um, And none of us know for sure. But how's that green going to look out on the pitch? 
That's true. I mean, the, you know... Because a dark green could look really muted against the grass. Yeah. And when you, you know... It, On it, top of a blue. I get I get that. I yeah. Get that. So, you know, play, again, playing devil's advocate, you know, you, you don't... You just can't really judge until we see it on Wednesday. Um, you know, we'll... we'll mention something Wednesday after it's released is y'all can check out check out our, our personal Twitters or you know the the Paul Cat's Twitter to see what our initial reaction is. But I mean I think it's gonna be fine. Yeah. Um you know I'm a little biased though. I, I don't care if it's like St. Louis. Mm-hmm. I, I will think it's fine anyways. Ooh. But Okay, so for those of you who haven't seen St. Louis, I mean it's it's my biggest I'm not a NASCAR fan, but if I could point out the one thing I really can't stand about NASCAR is how big the logos are on their stuff. And I get it. You need sponsors. You need branding. I get it. But the center of their jersey, the first thing you see is some giant strip with a brand in the middle. It doesn't look like St. Louis. It looks like a team building shirt for a company. Well, one more thing real quick about the, the shade of the green. A.S. Roma's red mm-hmm. on their logo is different than their red in their home jerseys. Well, and it has play- been, and it has been since yeah. the times. I mean, yeah. But I mean, I, I get that if you're going to put a green on a blue, you want to do a lighter green because a dark green's going to look muddy. Yeah, so I, absolutely. I, I mean, I get that. So I get what they're doing color scheme-wise by stacking it. I'm just saying it, it kind of bums me out that it's a lime green and not a true green, but it still looks good from what I can see in the photo. Yeah. So I'm not going to complain and say it's an, it's not an ugly jersey from what I can see. It just kind of bothers me that it's not on my... Again, that's just me as a marketer. I don't... Well, I think as, you know, the you need to reconsider because A.S. Roma um, has always been very well respected in terms of their jersey schemes, mm-hmm. and that includes their home jerseys. But I, but which I, but, is red, and their, alterna- and their alternative jerseys, which sometimes could be a different color scheme. But when I look at it, it looks a, it looks like it's in the same family. That green is not in the same family oh, as... Oh, it's a green. It's a family. It's a member of the okay, family. It could last, be a cousin, but it's a family. Co- if I showed up a color wheel to you and showed you eight different shades of red, you would just say they're all red. Okay, okay. Look, we, we, we've been talking yeah. about this way too long. <laughs> um, I'm sure... Final thoughts is I'm sure they will look great. Mine, the, the, these are nitpicks, and from what I can see in the photos, I like them. I, I'm just... You know, my final thoughts, you know, Roma has a great deal in terms of their marketing they've always have been very well recognized their red on their logo is different than the red on their jersey it is what it is they don't have any issues close enough and family to where it we, matches the eye but we don't know we don't know what it will look like out on the pitch okay so right, well then i will i will hold judgment like i said i said i liked them i just said that that was just my one nitpick that it was a little off brand no no that's fine we, yep. can, we can disagree or agree yep that's fine okay but we'll give you our final thoughts tomorrow. We talked way too long on that, but well, I can I can talk some colors games. Um, you know, this is the time in which we are now going to start looking at Swole Park <laughs> because we have a game. Okay, it's not just jerseys this week. We have a game this week. Uh, it's on Saturday, I believe, at seven o'clock um, against the Swope Park Rangers. I believe that's right. I actually didn't write down the time or the day. So um, if it's wrong, I'll correct myself on Twitter and the page Twitter. But I believe it's 7 o'clock Saturday. Mm -hmm. But with that being said, we do have that game. Swope Park. um, Man, I I wrote some notes down. It's going to be hard breaking this team down accurately because... 
this team didn't have any tape. Uh, they didn't have any film. What we'll typically do, we'll both watch the game. We'll we'll write down notes throughout watching a game. Mm-hmm. We'll try to figure out what this team does in terms of formation, what they like to do um, tactically, players that caught our eyes. We can't really do that here. So it sucks. But we are going to do our best to give you a very good breakdown of the Swole Park Rangers, last year's Western Conference champions. So... The energy overall against Will Park is 3-1. and one. Their one loss was at home uh, the very last game, very last meeting against Will mm-hmm. Park when they were on their extraordinary run. But in Kansas City, obviously, the energy is unbeaten. Yeah. So that's good news for the club heading into Kansas City. It is. Um, Will Park... Did add seven new players from the Sporting Kansas City Academy. So, you know, that's that's pretty interesting. That's a lot of players. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of players that are not on this team last year. Uh, but they do have two very good players that are on this team that was on their team last year. This includes Didick and Gonzalez. Mark Anthony Gonzalez. Uh, you know, as a as, as a guy who loves Roman history, and as two people who are going to go to Rome into the, in, in the summer, having a guy like Mark Anthony on your team is. I thought you were excited because you were a fan of Latin pop music. No, Mark Anthony Gonzalez. I, I love the, I love Mark Anthony. That name's wonderful. Um, but anyways, you know they're both uh, were called to the Canadian Under Twenty Three team. And they're both extremely good players. And they have other extremely good players. But before we start talking about their roster, let's talk about the players that they lost. Some huge changes over the offseason. It seems like everyone went through some major changes. They lost three big players, but they also lost a new or a coach. Um, because of that, it's going to be hard to figure out their tactics if they have the same coaches last year. Mm-hmm. No big deal. We can put on a film from last year and probably guess what they're going to do. We can't do that this year because a former assistant is now the official coach. Um, they You've got to assume that they'll probably be somewhat similar if it's the assistant. Now well, I don't know. You, you say that, but who knows? Yeah, I mean, it's still kind of a wild card, but, I mean, is it really that much of a wild card? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, I, I think it is. But um, it, it depends if it's midseason or not. Yeah. If it's midseason, no. If it's not, then yes, because yeah. they're going to implement their own system. Yeah, you, and, they'll, you, and they'll come up you, with you one w- that works for their new players you as want, well. You want proof? Look what is going on in Tulsa right now. They had an assistant for Ryo OKC... You threw out the entire Rio OKC process, I believe. And Tulsa looks like they have had the best preseason in the USL. More on that later, though, on in extra time. Right now, let's just focus on Swope Park. Um, they did have a coaching change. They have an assistant coach now. I believe their new coach is coaching at... Gosh, I don't even want to give out an answer. I don't want to be give out wrong yeah, information. Yeah, you don't have to say it. It's fine. But um, they did lose three big players. 
Adrian, who was a keeper last year, is probably one of the biggest losses. You can even throw Zach Lubin in that. Zach Lubin was a goalkeeper for Tulsa before. Huge, tall, imposing figure. Um, who is a very good keeper. Both of them are no longer Whipswell Park Ranger. Adrian is actually now the keeper at uh, Sporting Kansas City. I believe Zach Lubin is still in the USL somewhere. Yeah. I don't know. We may run into him in a, a future breakdown. Who knows? But they also lost uh, Chris Tyepak. Um, Tierpak, not Tyepak. Tierpak. Tierpak was really good last year. Um, he hurt us a lot. And during the regular season, not the playoffs, he had seven goals. So they're they're missing a lot out of him, and they're also missing a lot out of Dan Kelly, who had six goals last year during a regular season. Hmm. Again, not counting playoffs. So they have big shoes to fill. Um, one of the biggest, as I mentioned, was goalkeepers. They lose not only Zach Lubin, but also their starting keeper. So... They have two keepers who both played in the PDL last season. One of them, the number 23 prospect in the uh, PDL, is Greschek. I believe that's how you say it. Greschek. Greschek played um, really the majority of the games this preseason. However, the last two games during the preseason for Swope Park, another guy named McLeod started to play keeper. Um, this was, of course, after he was signed. He was signed right around yeah. the, the end of the preseason. So those are their two keepers. They both played in a PDL, I believe, last year. That is what the USL said is a weakness mm. in, in their preview. And, you know, it, it, it kind of is because you have two guys who are unproven in this league. But the defense, the USL said, is this team's strength because they have two first-time or first-team USL um, center backs coming back with Amar Didik and Umar Balo. I think I said those right. Obviously, they're talented. Yeah. They're great because they were first-team USLs. Um, and I really think this Didic guy, they're building this guy up. They yeah. have uh, this show. It's called The Originals. And it's only about Swole Park, I believe. And one whole episode is dedicated to this um, Amar Didic guy. I think that they're building him up. Um, and probably rightfully so after a season he had last year. I think that when you see this team come down and play at Taft, if he's still on the team, you'll probably be watching a future sporting Kansas City player playing. I can see him going next year, maybe even this year, if the hype around this guy is the real deal. Mm -hmm. But he had a great year last year, and so did Balo. He had a great year last year. They have two very good center backs, as I mentioned, first, first team USL. That is the strength of this team. But something that may be kind of questionable is the guys playing beside Ballo and Didic because they have some some new players yeah. in, in that position. But they both come from St. Louis, the dreaded St. Louis that we can never beat. Mm. Um, 
you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, Masu, James Masu, I believe, and uh, Parker Maher are, are both the former St. Louis players that are playing, that will be playing beside them. Yeah. Um, you know, I remember Masu. I'm, I may be saying that wrong. Uh, I remember last year when we played St. Louis, that guy had incredible wills. Um, he looked very good. Um, I don't remember the smaller guy, but, you know, he uh, apparently he has uh, impressed the coaches at Swill Park. Um, more on that here in a little bit. But in the midfield, they're not too bad either. They have uh, a guy named Kevin. I'm not going to try to say his last name. He was the number two USL under-20 player last year, uh, but he was injured last year. Uh, so the season was cut short. He'll be returning from injury. He's a guy that we got to watch. And uh, Christian Duke, obviously every energy fan, long-term energy fan should be familiar with his name. He is a former energy FC player, and he is also the captain of this team. He is a, a defensive midfieldman, but he is capable of scoring as we've seen before. Hmm. Um, forwards, um, they have... Um, I believe that's... Is that Anthony Wallace? I don't know. Is that what you wrote down? Uh, you know, I don't know. I can't read my own writing. I don't think that's we'll right. We'll never know. Yeah, who knows? Um, oh, yeah, I gotta know. No, you know what? That's Gonzalez, who's the leading goal scorer last year with 12. I put I put Anthony Wallace for whatever reason on my notes. But that oh. is Mark Anthony Gonzalez. Yes. Who was the leading goal scorer last year with 12 total goals, including the playoffs. During a regular season, he had nine. He is back with the team. That's huge news for Swill Park fans. Oh, it's old news for Swill Park fans, but it's new news to many energy fans who could probably care less after this game. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, he is officially back, uh, returning with the club. And uh, they also have Belmar who was a 2015 Rookie of the Year from Portland Timbers 2. So, you know, they do got some some talent, it seems like. You know, those were some of the major changes this offseason. As I mentioned, the strength of this team is its defense, primarily the CBs. um, But, you know, I'm sure that the left and right back are just as good as well. Mm-hmm. If they play very solidly and the center backs are as good as advertised, this is going to be extremely stingy defense. And it could be one of the best lines that this energy club could see any point in the season. Yeah. But the weakness, the big question mark, is the keepers. Um, you know, I, I'd even throw in maybe goal scorers because they lost – Two, I think, top goal scorers from last year um, with Chris Tierpak and, um, oh, what's that guy? I just mentioned him before. I can't even remember now. Uh, Dan Kelly. But, yeah, um, keepers is a question mark because they have two PDL players who played, or two players who did play in a PDL last year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's going to be the question mark for this team, uh, this year, but, um, 
you, should I mention my projected starting eleven for this club, or should I talk about their preseason first, their preseason yeah, record? I mean, I don't really, I don't really think it's necessary to go who we think is their starting eleven. I think it's more interesting to see what their preseason been like so far. Well, I think it's important for both. But yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I don't want to speculate on players. I haven't really watched this whole time. Oh, I mean, no one, I don't think, on this podcast watched him. But, oh, I guess I'll start with that first, since you you don't like that. I think I'll start with that first. Fine. <laughs> no, but um, the projected lineup for them, I, I think McLeod is the goalkeeper. Um, I have Storm, Didic, Ballo, and Malher for the back line. I have Kuzian, Duke, and Hernandez in the midfield. And I have... Um, Selbel, Gonzalez, and Belmar in the front, the attack. I'm very confident about this starting 11 because um, these guys have played more games throughout the preseason, Mm -hmm. which is why I I did write it down because it is important because... I'm not saying it's not important. I'm saying I I can't really chime in on it in any way, and I didn't know if you'd seen them at all. No, no, I didn't watch them, but... The you know Sabel or Selbo or whatever. Um, last year he only scored one goal. This preseason he scored three. Yeah. You know so I you know I have him starting. He started more games than not. I expect him to start. Um, up forward, up front. This team throughout the entire preseason I believe has ran a four-three-three. Judging based off their roster and the players who they had out in the lineup, that is what matches the bill. That's what fits the bill. So expect a four-three-three. Um, ex- you know, more than likely expect those players. There could be a couple of changes, but I fe- feel very confident about their starting lineup. Just looking at their Twitter, um, their starters throughout the entire preseason. I don't know exactly what their tactics is because we weren't able to watch them. Yeah. So that makes it difficult. But this preseason was really a roller coaster. Um, it went off, or they started on fire, and then the, things kind of didn't go very well for um, Swope Park. Their preseason ended up being a 2-2-2 record. They were 2-0, though, at home. But their uh, 2-0 record came against two collegiate teams. Um, The University of Missouri and Kansas City, in which they won 5-0. The University of Tulsa, in which they won 5-0. Those were the first two games in the preseason. Um, They played Indy 11 from the NASL and drew 1-1. That was at Indy 11. They played Indiana University in a 60-minute game and got beat. Hmm. Zero to one. Or Neil to one. Sorry, that was inappropriate. Um, they played St. Louis FC, the only familiar foe that the, uh, they had so far with the energy, and they got beat by St. Louis one to three. And then they in, ended their preseason with Creighton with a score of 1-1. One to one. So, with that being said, we, we haven't watched them. It's hard to tell. Um, you know, looking at their roster, they definitely have some bright spots. Yeah. You know, the center backs, both of the center backs are extremely 
talented. Uh, the midfield looks like it is going to be extremely strong. It's going to be very strong. And the attack has uh, pretty good potential. But the attack does have question marks. The keeper is a question mark. Mm. Um, the left and right back position may also be a question mark. Now Storm, who I have projected as starting, has played with the club last year. I No, I take that back. He might be um, an academy player. I'm not for sure. But Hernandez, who I have projecting starting at the midfield, is an academy player. He does not have any experience in the USL. Not, not that I know of. So it's, it, it's difficult for me to actually say where the energy may have an advantage in this game. Uh, because I haven't seen them play. But well, that's the hard thing about talking about this. I mean, we can look at this on paper and see, yes, they have very talented players, and they're still figuring some stuff out, and yes, they had some hiccups, and then they also started out their preseason really, really good. But if I was to say exactly what we would need to do, I mean, I I legitimately don't know, because I, I feel like I'm looking at this team on paper, but I, 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 I feel like I need to see them to really be like, okay, this is what needs to happen. No, I agree. Um, it, it's tough to say where exactly the energy has an advantage against this team, because um, we, we we don't we don't know what they look like on film. We haven't ever seen them play on film this year, so um, th yeah, it, it is a little difficult um, to actually say or even kind of even guess where they could capitalize on, um, but. You know, if I had to say something, if I had to pick something, if they're able to get past that line and challenge the keeper, I, I feel like that it's the first game. There's going to be some nerves. Mm -hmm. You know, it, they if they can just overwhelm the keeper, I feel like that he's bound to make a mistake. Because I'm not saying that the keeper is bad, but he is inexperienced at this level. Mm -hmm. And that could hurt him. There are some inexperienced players on this team. I feel like their back line is fairly solid. Hernandez is inexperienced. He's a, a, a academy he's, player. Yeah, he's back there. Um, you know, they, they definitely have some inexperience on this team. It's going to be interesting to see exactly how that happens or how they're able to manage it. Um, you know, on paper, they look good. Their preseason, a little rocky. Um... But, you know, my major key to the game is going to be the energy's approach. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if the energy are going to sit back and rely on the counterattack or if they're going to pressure. I don't know what they plan on doing for the majority of the game. Um, my key would be to say pressure. You, you, you would say uh, pressure them. Yeah. You know, I... I don't know. I mean, I... I mean, me looking at this with legitimately not much to go on, that is just... That would just be what I would prefer and what I think we could do well at based off what I've seen. You know, I I may have to say pressure too because if you pressure more, you're liable to get more of the possession mm -hmm. instead of just sitting back. And 
And it looks like that this team's back line is pretty good. Mm -hmm. And the energy, I know that the keeper is new and he's inexperienced, but he has probably one of the best lines in the league. And the energy will need as many opportunities to test that keeper. They yeah. get past that line and test that keeper. The the more um, Swole Park has the ball, the less chance the energy will be able to test out the keeper. I agree. So, you know, I... I at the same time, I don't know, though. Maybe you do counterattack because you can use Dixon's speed to beat those two very good center backs. Yeah. And have a one-on-one -on -one opportunity against the keeper. It, it, you know, it's going to be interesting to see Jimmy's approach. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know what formation the energy is even going to come out in. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't know what to expect, really, from them. But... The, the major matchup to watch, in my opinion, is going to be these two center backs for Swole Park against this dangerous attack that we've seen from the energy. Yeah. That's going to... Whoever wins that battle is going to win this game. I agree. I, it, I, I, if, I agree. If those two center backs makes a mistake then it, the energy will probably capitalize. Mm -hmm. I mean, and in general, that's how it works. But with an inexperienced keeper, it's very, very important for these two center backs to be playing their top game. And I feel like that if they just kind of relax a little bit, if they don't play up to their expectations, then that could, it could hurt them. There's a lot of pressure on the team, I'm sure, from mm -hmm. its fans to replicate what they did last year. But there's a lot of pressure on these two center backs as well. So that's going to be interesting to watch. But, you know, as, as far as players to watch, you know, for them, you know, Mark Anthony Gonzalez, mm -hmm. obviously, uh, he, he was a leading scorer last year. He's someone to watch. Didick, the center back that we've been hearing about, and even Balo, they're... they're also very important to watch because if one of them makes a mistake then the energy will probably win yeah if one if they play relentless it's going to be tough for yeah. the energy so that's going to be a very interesting matchup um overa who is a guy who i don't have projecting starting I don't remember seeing him even starting in the preseason, but the USL said he was the number two under-20 product last season before his injury. I feel like that if he is able to recover from his injury, not only will um, Overa, but Musa, I, I think I called him Mesa earlier, but Musa, um, who is from St. Louis, I might have mispronounced his name earlier, um, that very speedy um, left-right back player. I don't know where he's going to play at yet. Last year he had three goals and three assists. Those two guys are very dangerous coming off the bench. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they got other dangerous players, but those are two guys who in particular caught my eye. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's what we have for uh, Sporting Kansas City. Or, it's not Sporting Kansas City. It's Will Park Rangers. Yeah, it's made of tomato. Um... What are your predictions? First prediction of the season. I think... I, well, I don't think we're going to win 5-0. to nil. I, oh, don't, I don't think so either. I, I, don't, I don't think we 
going to see as many electric goal scoring opportunities as we have in the past couple preseasons, but I think we definitely have the ability to win. And way? Yeah, I think it'll be close, but I think we could do it. What? Give out a score. Uh, two to one. Two to one. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, I. Oh, man, you know, I don't know. I think that looking at their preseason. And, you know, I looking at the, the teams on paper, it, it's tough. But looking at the preseason, the energy has had a much more successful preseason. Mm-hmm. I feel like this keeper is inexperienced. And if the energy was to win that position battle or possession battle, then they can really cause havoc for this team. And that's my thought process. So I, I really think that it's tough because it's the first game of the season and it's away. Mm-hmm. So I'm going on a limb when I say this, but I, I feel in Jimmy's words, humbly confident. I feel like the energy will be able to get a one nil score, mm-hmm. maybe even a two nil score. If they score early, it mm-hmm. could even get ugly because it, I mean, if, if the energy scores early, then they're going to have to put more bodies forward. They're going to be out of position and yeah. with that speed, it, it could get ugly. Yeah. But I feel like that the energy, looking at, you know, at the preseason, seeing what we saw this year from the club, the energy at least, um, I feel like the energy is a, a more superior team. Yeah. No, I, 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 say, I, think, I think it's possible for us to concede a goal just because we're away and it's the first game. I agree. But that being said, I think it's still completely possible for us to win. No, I think so, too. Um, I just feel like that this defense has been improving, the energy at least, has been improving defensively throughout the preseason. They became more compact. Um, the only goal that we gave up in this previous game against Omaha came uh, really on a nice little play from Omaha, but uh, a little bit of confusion from Michael Harris, who was playing that center back position, mm-hmm. which is, of course, an abnormal position for him to be playing. So... Um, you know, I, I I really have a lot of confidence in this team. They they got to come out, I think, ready to play, uh, ready for the intensity. Uh, there's going to be a lot of excitement. It's going to be tough to win the first game, definitely when it's away. I, I really think, though, that this is, the energy is a better team. Mm-hmm. But just because it's away, it's the first game of the year, I don't know. Yeah, but the cl- we will... The club is 2-0 in Kansas City. Yeah. Arguably played their best game last season at, in Kansas City. And next week, by the time we do our podcast, we will know. Yeah, we'll know about those jerseys, too. Yeah. That's very exciting. Um, you know, we're now heading into extra time. We gave out our predictions. We just talk anything in general about the USL. Um, you know, it may be something about the energy that we didn't cover. I just, you know, I'm just excited about the jerseys for mm-hmm. the energy that that's being released tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I. Yeah, what do you have? Extra time. Uh, so Tulsa might not be as bad as we thought they were gonna be. No, that's true. Um, Tulsa, actually, I wrote down. That's my apology. I, I wrote I'm down. Sorry, Tulsa. I wrote down their preseason so far, and they are unbeaten. They have won three games and they tied one. Zero defeats. Um, they won three nothing against St. Louis. One and one tie. Why did Park beat them? No. Oh. No, they they beat Tulsa University oh, five nil. Oh, okay. I was gonna say I was like I'm confused now. Never mind. Nope. Uh, they beat three. Um, they beat St. Louis three to nil. 
No, I'm sorry. St. Louis beat them 3-0. I'm sorry. We're talking about Tulsa. Now you got me confused. Tulsa. Okay. Yes. Sorry. Swope Park got beat by Tulsa. Or Swope Park got beat by St. Louis 3-1. Yes. Now, Tulsa Tulsa beat St. Louis 3-0 and had an incredible goal, you know, from that game. It came from Corrales. He is a new player. Um... Probably the goal of the preseason, and if that was during a regular season, no question, it probably would have been the goal of the year. It should be on ESPN Top 10. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned that, and here comes all these Tulsa fans, and they're liking my tweet. And I'm like, dude, I don't like you guys. You know, like, <laughs> Go away. Yeah, We're being nice yeah. for now. For now. I- I'll give you all credit on that. That was an extraordinary goal. Um, and that's where we'll leave it. Yeah. No need to praise Tulsa anymore. They haven't done anything yet. Well, you know, I take that back. Um, they did have that one-on-one draw against Saint San Antonio. They only won one nothing against the University of Tulsa, but they did something that the energy has never done. They beat an MLS team. Yeah. They beat Chicago Fire one nothing in Chicago. To be fair, Chicago Fire are pretty bad. Is a bit of a dumpster fire. Do you remember that one video clip I showed you where two Chicago Fire players ran into each other going for the ball? Yes. Well, hey, you know what? Lewandowski, I believe, um, Manchester United player, is now signing with the Chicago Fire. All I'm saying is the Chicago Fire, almost as tragic as the real Chicago Fire. They're pretty awful. Yeah, that they, they are pretty, pretty bad. But we'll see what um, Lewandowski can do. Um, I, I don't know if it's going to be much. Um, he's kind of getting old. I don't like the signing because it kind of reiterates the point that maybe the US, or MLS is a retirement league. Yeah. Um, I, it's kind of been an unspoken truth for a while. Meh, we we got to develop more players. You know, Pulsic should be down here in the MLS instead of a, a Borussia Dortmund. Mm. Um, if we really kind of want to get out of that theme, we shouldn't be having Lewandowski's of the world playing and but out for the MLS defense um he did play in Manchester United this year so in his defense in their defense but um you know there is something going on Uh, I don't know if you guys heard the International Champions Cup will be in the United States this summer the El Clasico probably the first time ever is going to be in Miami if you want to make a trip to Miami to watch the famous El Clasico Barcelona Real Madrid, check it out. Um, a lot of interesting games, a lot of interesting teams. Manchester United and Tottenham. I know there's a lot of people around here who loves them. Um, our beloved AS Roma, Forza Roma, they are going to be playing um, Paris Saint-Germain among other teams in this summer, including Juventus. Yeah. So, you know, uh, I don't know if Lurie likes Juventus or not, but he definitely loves Gigi. It's hard for anyone to dislike Gigi, though. You can dis you can hate Juventus, but Twitter. love. Oh, so Cody. I can ask him. Oh, I was gonna I was gonna say Gigi. No, but okay. Honey. Yeah, I was gonna say. Um, you know, Gigi is is great. Juventus is awful. If they don't have the Serie A officials with them, then maybe they will be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And particularly with Roma, when they play at the Gillette Stadium in Boston. That will be on July 30th. But um, July 29th is a Classico, El Clasico. Uh, Man City and Spurs, a lot of people will be interested in that. That's mm-hmm. July 29th. 
Um, but you know, I, I believe those are all the teams yeah. that are that are going to be playing this summer. It's from July nineteenth to July thirtieth. That whole time period. So if the energy having away game. I think July is the busiest month for the club. I don't know. But if they do have an away game, you know, if you, if you want to, if your club's down, first time ever, in particular if you're a Barcelona or Real Madrid fan, you better check that out because oh, yeah. that's some that that's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. If you're mm-hmm. not able to travel overseas, but you're able to travel to Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, big things there. I got to ask you though, Ashley. Moving back into the USL, they invested ten million dollars uh, or ten million dollar investment in broadcast production. What do you think? Yeah. What I mean, you know, how do you think this could affect the the league? And not only that, but the USL Match Center will provide statistics immediately. I'm hoping that they have time of possession. That's something that bugs me. Uh, the NASL does have time of possession, and the USL doesn't. So well, hopefully it, they it have possession. It, it makes it more professional, and I think if they ever televise the games, it makes it look more polished. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah, I'm 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 a big fan of technology advancing the sport. I'm yeah, I don't I don't see any downsides to that. It's also worth noting since you did bring up tele. Um, Vising, um, you know, if you do want to watch your Energy FC this weekend, if you don't have the internet, I still believe it will be on YouTube. In fact, I know it will be on YouTube. I did see uh, a thing mm-hmm. already, but it's on the USL's page on YouTube, though. It's not on the Energy FC's yeah. page. If you don't have that, then I believe News 9, um, the Oklahoma News 9, oh. will have it well, for nice. you. They, they did agree to... Um, provide energy games again. Uh, they they did last year. They'll do it again this year. So if you want to watch your your energy, if you're not going to be able to make the trip to Kansas City, or if you don't have the internet where you you know you can watch on YouTube, that's a great option. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to record it on there. We're going to watch it on YouTube and record it on there. Yeah. It really kind of depends. Do you want to hear energy broadcast or do you want to hear St. Louis broadcast? Let me hear both. Well, I don't I know. Wanna, I want to. I want to. I want to sample both. I don't know if the energy broadcast will be the broadcast for um, um, this game at all because it's away. I, I don't know. Could just be USL it could, announcers. Yeah, it could be USL announcers since they're doing this huge ten million dollar investment. It could be St. Louis. I, I we'll don't see. know. In fact, I do know... News 9, that is correct. In fact, I do know that the USL will be providing broadcasters, at least I think that is true, because um, FC Cincinnati were happy that they could keep one of their broadcasters, uh, a guy who's been working there in a long time. So, um, yeah. Um, yeah. you have anything to say? No, I... Th- I think that's about it for me, but I'm excited. Game's coming up pretty soon, so we'll be able to recap that for you. We will be back next Wednesday to recap that and jerseys and any other news we hear in the USL. Yeah, I agree. We'll, we'll kind of keep our eye out on the USL, kind of give you a recap on the USL near the end of next week's podcast uh, during the extra time. But uh, we will recap this energy game and look for the next one next Wednesday. So hopefully you guys enjoy this podcast. Yeah. Bye, guys. Thanks.